Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Pump Up The Jam podcast. My name's Jess. And I'm Sam. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. Hi if you're new. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> that, the first hi. K was to them, the hi was yeah. to you. Yeah, that's always them. them. Yeah, the people listening. Hey, I've been, now I that we're on, anyone. now that we're on Spotify, <laughs> we are on Spotify, we're Spotify um, I've been looking at the analytics, so I oh. can see all of you, that sounds really creepy, I can, I can see, see I can see the you. people, not your names or anything, obviously, because privacy and etc, um, but I can see, I think we've got seven followers on Spotify, <laughs> have we? Sure, sure, that have like so, followed us on there. I don't know. I can't see who they are. Oh. I know one's me, but I was like, it can't be one Sam. Might be me. No, no, it can't no, be. It be I, I was like, it Spotify. can't be you, or Ian, because you you don't have Spotify. One's Ash, so that's two. Who- so five people. We don't know. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. <laughs> thanks. One no, of them might be my dad, to be fair, because I did tell him that we're on Spotify now. There you go. But still, um, but I'm noticing it's more it's more the males than females, mm-hmm. ladies. Where you are. Represent, come on, girls. Come on, come, come on, on girls. girls. But yeah, so, you know, we're on Spotify now. So if you're just listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts and you think, hey. I've got Spotify. Go follow us on there too. Yeah, you don't even have to go into a different app. Music. You can go from playlist. Yeah, I don't know how that works though, because they're not joined, which is really annoying. What do you mean? So you can't, it's not like, like there's a little profile. tab. profile. What I mean is, you could be listening to the podcast, and in the same app, you can then go down and yeah. listen to the yeah. playlist Which of makes the it podcast easier. that you just listened to. You never know. If we get super big, maybe Spotify will do us a favour. Combine the both. Yeah. Combine the both. Combine the two. I knew what you meant. Thank fine. you. But anyway, how's it? How's your month been? <laughs> it's been okay, but I did have an incident. Okay. Which you already know about. But I, I do. Thought, you know, I'll share it with our five. um so as you know i I do running now yeah apparently so do you yeah we took we we spoke about it last month we do running running try yeah i went for an evening run last week because i didn't get out i didn't get a chance to go out in the morning it was quite dark and a little bit overcast yeah i thought it was gonna rain so i went somewhere under like it's called the cuckoo trail everyone sheltered just up the road from us yep Decided I was run down there so that if it did rain, I wouldn't get, you know, ridiculously soaked. Mm-hmm. And as I'm running down this little trail, a bird, a load of birds fly out of the bush. Yeah. One of them, a bit further behind the main gang of birds, I don't know what a gang of birds is called, <laughs> um, flies directly into my leg. And I nearly fell over, but I didn't. I managed to gain like keep my composure but it bloody hurt i carried on running i finished my run yeah but i was in pain it was a big bird too showed you the evidence yes it was like pretty much the whole length of your lower leg yes big bird not big bird (laughs) when my friend asked me what kind of bird it was i said i don't know it was black and about the size of a pigeon so she said crow but i think crow's too big so it's smaller than a crow, but bigger than a pigeon. About the size of a pigeon. And it's if, you know your birds. if you know your birds, let us know. Because I normally do can name a bird, but I did not know what that was. I mean, you're probably in shock at the moment, at True. that time. So, yeah. 
It might be fuzzy, hazy, the memory. <laughs> but I did elevate my leg when I got home and had a nice pack on it. All good now? Yeah, it's all now. <laughs> good. But it was one of those incidents where I literally sent a voice memo to my friends. And it was like, I cannot believe what has just happened, but a fucking bird has <laughs> flown into my fucking leg. And of course, you of all people as well. Yeah. And you don't like birds. I hate birds. Well, so, no, that's a lot. I don't mind them when they're nowhere near me. Yeah, but up close. Up close, don't like them. Flying into you. Oh. Don't like it. No, but that's what happens when you get locked in a turkey cage when you're little. <laughs> the traumatic experience. It was a traumatic a experience. Kids are mean. They are mean. But we're adults now, so don't worry about it. Yeah. How was your month? <laughs> I mean, it's not as dramatic as that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I might have to. I might have some PTSD from it because it was. It was really funny and scary. <laughs> well, of course it was. All the birds flying, which is horrendous anyway. But then what? <laughs> She's like doing the gag. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no. let's talk about something non-bird. Yeah, mine wasn't as dramatic as that. Unfortunately, went for a an American-style barbecue over the weekend, socially distanced, of course. Got burnt somehow. Don't know how. Well, there was sun. Yeah, but it was very, <laughs> like, overcast, so... Oh. And I did put suntan lotion on. Shocking. Oh, I well. to top that stuff up, like, every so often. Well, yeah. That's the rules are, Rookie mistake. Well, Rookie. I've been kept inside for the last three months, That's you know? True. I forgot what the sun is. <laughs> we don't have a garden, so I'm not lucky enough for that but no that's about it that's nice the highlight yeah at food chicken wings t-bone steak ribs the steak i would have been there oh it was delicious (sighs) absolutely delicious was there cake claire made key lime pie it was delicious never had it before and it was great i love after the heavy meat sesh of the day (laughs) it was spread out don't worry people we didn't eat all of that in one go spread out over the day no but i think that's because it was spread out but i was just fucking full it was a lot of food and then yeah around nine half nine we then had a slice of key lime pie nice refreshing yeah if it was chocolate cleanser if it was chocolate no no i wouldn't have done it would it no no that's it that's my highlight nice you're welcome sounds like a good highlight yeah i'm a bit sad that i didn't get a key lime pie we like ate it to make one now. yeah do it mm. it's tasty okay <laughs> so this month's episode um, we are, as normal, going to go through the albums and singles that we've listened to in the last month. And our theme for this month is MTV. Woo! Woo. I love MTV. <laughs> well, or I did love it. It's so different now. Yeah. But we'll, we'll go into that. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll go into that. <laughs> so, what albums have you been listening to? <sighs> I feel like there has been a lot of music for me to listen to um and there was one sad thing that kind of came out of the past month it does actually make me a bit sad and i don't know if i'm just overreacting but you know what (laughs) we're allowed we're allowed our emotions um so logic has released a new album called no pressure so it's 15 songs and that is 59 minutes 55 seconds now why i'm so sad is because he's retired he's retired from the rap game not for it i just don't think it's gonna be forever i think that's why i'm not sad about it and because i'm not as invested as you 
So, like, Logic for me is one of those artists that I like, mm. that I listen to, that I will, like, go mm. and listen to. But I'm not, I'm not in that gang, I don't yeah. think. You and Ian are properly in the gang. I, I'm on board with him. Mm. And, yeah, so basically he literally announced... Um, I can't even remember the date. It was so traumatic. No, I don't, <laughs> don't remember what date he announced, but it was literally like a week before I think he dropped the album. He just said he's retiring. Um, but also, I'm thinking, did I did I jinx it? Why? Because when he released his last couple of albums, I was like, he's releasing too much music. Mm. I'm sorry. You did say that. And oh. now I'm like, why did I have to say that? So now I feel like shit. No, no, it's not your fault. It's not he my fault. Baby. No, I know. So yeah, <laughs> oh, basically, he... yeah, randomly um, last year he he went quiet and then he came out to say that he was having a baby. Yeah. So everybody was like, "What? He's literally got divorced not that long ago. Like, what's going on?" Um, and then, funny enough, me and Ash were literally talking probably like a couple of weeks before he announced the retirement. We were like, "We hadn't, we've not had an update. What does?" What what does the baby look like? All of this, and then yeah, he released pictures. Cute kid, very cute, cute kid. Really cute. Um, he's got remarried to the the mother of the baby. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's just because he had a really shitty childhood. He, he speaks about that. Either. He wants to be a good yeah. dad. Um, and not you know, it's not like he's gonna disappear no. and not do anything. He's literally signed like a ridiculous like contract with Twitch the streaming service so i think he's gonna stream some music related stuff i think he's gonna do gaming that's exciting so he's still got the money yeah he is a super nerd um so yeah it's a bit sad i'm very sad about it um and on the streams he did a stream that was like hours before the album release and then i think he played through the album Mm. And then as it came to the last track, or just as it finished, he was, like, literally sobbing on stream. Because yeah, he does put a lot into it. He puts yeah. his, like, his whole soul into it, doesn't he? And I think that last song, especially, it is quite emotional. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of the actual album. So, it basically, it serves as a sequel to his debut album, which is called Under Pressure. So, it's almost like a full full circle moment yeah. so that's called under pressure this is called no pressure um i thought that was pretty cool i mean as soon as i saw it i was like no uh-uh, you can't be doing that because to me that almost does make it real yeah i just i just can't see that he would be able to stop himself if he's that yeah he loves it he, so he much lo- he does love it a lot and i just think he needs this time now to concentrate on the little one and in a few years' time, when little one starts going to school, he's gonna have this time where he can he can be, he's gonna do what he yeah. he does. And I think and uh, I, th- I think that's a lovely decision to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to. No, and that's why I think a lot of people are shocked about it. Mm. Um, but again, like hats off to him. I think it's cool that he wants to you know be there for his son and again it's not like he's just gonna disappear and never be there anymore he's still got the twitch thing going on um and i do hope that in the future he will release more music he he will um but yeah so like under pressure and the first album that i ever listened to of his called the incredible true story it features the ai assistant talia throughout so it's almost like a little nod back to his like og fans even though i'm I'm not an OG fan. No. But 
you know, fans of those past albums. Um, and what I kind of noticed, because I really enjoyed the album, mm. not because his past couple albums I wasn't that thrilled about mm. when we talked about them. Um, I really enjoyed this album from start to finish. Um, and he is criticised for sort of paying homage to artists who influence him. But I I always think that's really funny because it's sort of like hip-hop was built on samples and celebrating each other. Each other. So I always think that's really funny when he gets criticised for mm. stuff like that. Like, uh, if it's like a straight rip-off, I get it. Mm. But if you're just sort of doing a little nod... Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But he gets criticised for that quite a lot, which a few people were doing for this album. Um, but there's a song called GP4 where he uh, remixes the hook from Outcast Elevators, which yeah. really like that. So good. It's just really That's catchy. That's my favourite song on the album. Mm. Yeah. It is a good song. It is a good song. But not just with, you know, influences and stuff like that. He also uses Orson uh, Wells, um, his speech, yeah. which highlights the injustices faced by the black community, which... Yeah. Very relevant for right now really as well. And, for, and the thing is, that's always been a kind of undercurrent in his albums, isn't it? It's it it just has um, because of you know the atrocity that he faces himself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important to remember. Yeah, and that's what I've put is that's sort of what makes this even sadder for me personally because. You know, we've spo- we've spoken about it on the Black Lives Matter episode a couple months ago that, you know, we can never understand that. But what I really appreciate and have always appreciated about his music is that it is deep, uh, deeply rooted in sort of being inclusive and compassionate. And I think in hip hop as well, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the done thing. So again, it's just crazy sort of hearing that Awesome Wells speech from literally like yeah. decades ago that it's still going on today right. also uh something else i noted was so before this everybody's always been asking about an ultra 85 album mm. which was like logic's like big project that he was gonna do so obviously fans were asking about that and the little like nod to that is that because people like it could it can't be the last album because you haven't done it ultra 85 so it was either like they're like no you're faking or no it can't be but um, in uh, one of the songs, um, Talia, the AI assistant, announces Welcome to the Ultra 85 program. So I think now fans are like, oh. that is it. But I think for a last album, whether that be true or not, I think that's quite a good album to go out on. Yeah, I'm just yeah. sad. I'm sad about it. I mean, you are, yeah. And you're always going to be. And I'm in like eight o'clock in the morning, you sent me a screenshot saying that you'd just put it on. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I didn't didn't even, like, I literally woke up, put my headphones in, and I was like, I'm just going to zone in. (laughs) Oh, that is intense. That is intense. Yeah, but when you listen to it on Beats headphones. We are not endorsed by (laughs) Beats. You can, though, if you want, because sick <laughs> um i think ian was a bit disappointed with it i know he's not part of this show but he was a bit just dis- not disappointed but he prefers like the hard-hitting big like where he literally tears people in your arsehole but mm. logic That's yeah his preferred logic and this is quite jazzy this is more my speed it's a bit more old school the yeah. production on this i, I like a bit of jazz and that there was a lot of jazzy bits in it. Yeah. I thought. 
Um, but yeah, no, I really liked GP4 and what's the other one I really like? A to Z. Mm-hmm. I love that was really clever, that, that one. so clever because I was like, oh my God, have you seen the name? Have you seen the name of the song? Have you seen the name of the song? Oh my God, he's going to do that. He's going to, I know what he's going to do. Yeah, you're and like, he did so it. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. But that's the thing. It's sort of like he's embodied that whole dad role and he was even bringing it in like that mm-hmm. one. Um, the song Dad Bod as well. He kind of talks about it. Brilliant. Um, And I kind of like that. Again, that it's not like a done thing in rap necessarily but he's like no you know what i'm gonna talk about it and can't do anything but also what he was saying on the live stream is that in the past he's been very conscious of what people say about him Mm. where actually with this album he's like fuck it i don't actually care this is for the og fans the people that care about me if you don't like it whatever Mm. but he's literally like not on twitter reading what people are saying or anything that's good and that's which is good mental health as well because it's shit when people are being mean because there's always going to be people out there who just don't agree with anything that you're doing. Oh, he gets a lot of criticism mm. for various different things. Um, but no, I personally really enjoyed it. I like the song Hit My Line. Um, heard heard him say, and then Amen. I really liked as well. Nice. Lovely. I think if you're a Logic fan, definitely check it out. And let's hope that he comes back at some point. Thank we you, miss you, Logic. Already. Miss you already. Five um so the first album i'm going to talk about is um alanis morissette such pretty forks in the road it's 11 songs and 46 minutes crazy she's got a new album i know it is crazy and i don't know i i think the problem let's just address it straight up okay the problem with alanis morissette is that she can't better jagged little pill yeah. It is such an iconic album that it seems to almost like when I get ready to listen to Alanis Morissette album, I'm always like, is it gonna be like Jagged Little Pill? Is it yeah. gonna be better? No, it can't be better. Does she have the same sound or does she try and change it up? Not really. I mean in previous albums she has, but this is her first album in eight years. Okay. I think. Um I really like her, and I like her voice, and I like the way she... I, I like the content of her songs. Yeah. And I like the way she, she arranges them. It's, she's got a formula mm-hmm. that tends to work. Some of it is a bit nonsensical, so she'll say lines that don't really make any sense, but they're still part of the song. I can't really explain what I mean. They don't really make... Okay. If you really analyse the words, they don't make it's a, a bit lot random. of sense. Or even the sentiment in them doesn't make a lot of sense. But then the rest of the song does make sense. And it kind of all comes together in some weird way that only she can do. Of course, like a fucking puzzle. I just want to listen to the music. <laughs> um, she wrote this. So it's co-written with um, Michael Farrell, who um, is the sideman of Morrissey. Okay. Um, it is, there is a lot of, there are a lot of matter of fact kind of statements in it. Just like big statements and then in the middle of a song and then just like fluffy stuff around it it i found it really difficult to listen to if i'm honest it was a bit boring but if you've got someone say morrissey did you say yeah yeah. so i think if you're working with someone like morrissey who that's pretty much what he does yeah that's gonna transfer over i I think think that works with her any like as an artist she's not you know, she's not sunshines and rainbows, is she? No. Like, 
let's be honest. So yeah, I found it quite hard going. It's probably not one I'm going to go back and listen to. Okay. It did make me listen to Jagged Little Hill again. There you go. <laughs> which I listen to anyway yeah. because I just flipping love that, that album, the whole album. There isn't a song on that album that I will skip. There you go. Um, there were some songs that I do... She's still got such a lovely voice. And there are some songs that I did like. So I liked Diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was It's very mental health. I, I feel like she might might have been in a bit of a shitty place these okay. last eight years. Yeah. And that might be reflective, but that might just be me reading too much into it. But it does feel like that to me. Yeah. It's, it's a very raw song. It's her, a piano and some strings. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. And I really liked Sandbox Love as well. The chorus is, it's, I've written, it's cringy but cool. Okay. Um, she kind of, she says fuck to a lot of stuff. And it's like, oh, oh. Uh, and then I'm like, no, I like it. <laughs> um, I can't really explain it. But it's nowhere as good as Jagged Little yeah. Girl. And I'm really sorry, Alanis. I just don't think just don't think anything ever will be no unfortunately i and don't yeah it's like if you looked at so the tour that was cancelled this year so many people were saying it's a 25th anniversary tour for jagged little pill because they just don't acknowledge anything else that she's done afterwards which is kind of sad but also amazing i mean what a legacy yeah what yeah, a legacy yeah. to have that album's 25 years old and still playable and you know listenable today yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a no from me but I love Jagged Little Pill <laughs> yeah but I think that's the issue I think when you have such a popular album so... that it is almost like you've got that in the back of your head where you're like well I've got to try and beat this but not only try and make music that I like you've mm. got yeah there's too many things so yeah. I don't envy that but yeah. I'm not really uh... it's got a really cool cover what's the cover? <laughs> she's like really glittery oh okay <laughs> <laughs> you're like I like that no, it didn't seem like you hated it, but I it's just hate not. It. It's just not. It's just not Jack a Little Pill, and that that's probably really shit to hear. Or like we were saying um, last month, weren't we? When you were talking, who were you talking about? Paramore. Oh, yeah, Paramore and Hayley, Hayley Williams. I was yeah. Gonna say someone else then. Um, and you know how they just can't separate the two, and I think that's probably something that happens with her quite a lot. Is they just go back to Jack a Little Pill, but it is just such an iconic album. Sorry. Sorry. It's fine. You I'll stop apologising. Like now. she's gonna listen. I mean it would be great. I mean, you can come on the cool. show. Yeah. And sing do a little sing. A sing song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sam would literally perfect. be like there, would just be <laughs> singing along. Well, would mic you up just so we could hear you sing. It would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> awful. Okay. My Go. next one is neck deep and it's called All Distortions Are Intentional. Oh, I don't know what this is. Neck Deep, they are a British pop punk band. Okay. Um, so it's 12 songs, 39 minutes, 40 seconds. Okay. Um, so basically, yeah, as I said, it's like pop punk. Um, however, though, I'm a little bit concerned because reading into it after I listened to it, apparently it's a concept album. But you didn't get the concept? I didn't get that. Oh. So now I feel like, did I not listen enough? No. But I definitely did. Um, so yeah, apparently it's set in this made-up world called Sonderland, which is a combination of Wonderland and then a word, Sonder, uh, which is defined as the realisation that each random passerby is living a life that's as vivid 
and complex as your own. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> I still don't know what it means. Can, can you make any links at all with that concept to I guess the, now the I can kind of get it because there's one song where he talks about Alice Wonderland, you know? Mm. Um, but apparently it follows like the budding romance of the two characters, Jet and Alice. So, so before the before you knew it was a concept album, what did you think? I really liked it. <laughs> I thought it was good, um, but I was just a bit confused that when I read it was a concept album, I was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't realise. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, did I not listen to it properly? It doesn't affect me now that I know it's a concept album. No. I just don't know if it's... Have you listened to it since you found out it's yeah. a concept album? Yeah. Okay. I was listening to it as I read it. Oh. So, yeah. But no, I think aside from the concept, non-concept, um, it seems a lot less pop punk than their previous stuff. I mean, I think I've only actually listened to like one of their previous albums. I, again, I really like that. Um, but it's almost like, a, I would say like a watered down version of pop punk. Okay. Like, it's not so, oh, my friends, I want to move away from this wretched town and I eat pizza all the time, you know, like those stereotypical things. Um, but I don't hate it. I think it shows growth in their career that they're not just relying on solely being that bad. Because okay. we've said it before with Blink that I find it a little bit difficult that they're still talking about the same things, but they're... Yeah. But they're like grown men now they've got families they've yeah, settled down kids. you know so i kind of like that they're not holding on to that too mm. much um but i did i really enjoyed it i really like the song coconut <coughs> she says in my coconut. no that's what i mean it was coconut oh. <laughs> i really like the song full uh when you know and low life so yeah I would recommend if you like pop punk, give it a listen. It's not really your thing. It's not really my thing. Um, I hear it. But on I enjoyed the, it. Uh, They're a British British band. I do like represent do my British. They're British Welsh, band. I think actually. Welsh. Yeah. Oh, represent. Wonderful. Well, I'm on a bit of a theme. Okay. This this month, in that all of my albums are by women. No, we like that. Women. We um, like that. The next one may be a surprise to both you and our listeners. Okay. I listened to Taylor Swift's new album. See, I'm, you say that, but I'm not actually shocked because it was on my to-listen list. Yeah. I was going to do it, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, I did. That's fine. Um, so it's Taylor Swift. It's called Folklore, and it's 16 songs and an hour and three minutes. So it's a relatively normal-length album. Um... I was pleasantly surprised by this because she isn't someone who I would normally go and listen to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's less poppy, and obviously it's called folklore. Mm-hmm. So it is, as you would expect it to be, a little bit folky. Yeah. It's got some, I know you don't like her, but it's got kind of Lana Del Rey, vi- Lana Del Rey vibes about um. it. And I know you don't like that, but only some of it it is it's just a very good album i really love it Mm -hmm. and it literally if i find it weird that i'm saying that there isn't a song on the entire album that i don't like that's good though yeah yeah. it's very unlike what i was expecting Mm -hmm. it feels very honest yeah and it feels very deep 
Yeah. And they're not, dare I say it, not things that I would normally put with Taylor Swift. I just, no. I see her as a bit of a pop. Pop kind of, star. Yeah, she's a pop star. Like, the kids love her. That kind of poppy princessy type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shows a depth. I yeah, think. no, I get it, yeah. And I, I just really enjoyed it. It's definitely one that I will listen to more and more. It's one that I will be encouraging people to listen to who don't normally listen to Taylor yeah. Swift. Um, I found it really difficult to narrow down the songs I actually like. Oh, interesting. I know. I, honestly, it's like I've done a complete 180 on You're Taylor like, Swift. You're just like, I love her. I love her. her. <laughs> I love her so um, much. My, the, fir- the, the reason I listen to it is because, um, so I, I know I've said it before, but Apple curates a um, a playlist for you kind of every week, I think, of, yeah. of like song new music that you might like based on yeah. the stuff that you've liked before. And one of the songs on my playlist that week was the song Cardigan. Yeah. Off this album. And when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I really like this. And I wasn't paying attention to who it was. And it was only after I'd read that it was Taylor Swift that I realised I could hear Taylor Swift. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, so she's definitely grown. So that's that's the reason I listened to the album. Really like that song, Cardigan. Um, Exile featuring Bon Iver. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. Um, I liked Mirable and Mad Woman, which I feel like is my soul song. Ooh. I feel like that is about me. Interesting. Because I genuinely do feel like a mad woman most of the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. Taylor Swift, give it a listen. I've heard a few things. Um, Good things? No, I have. Yeah. Good things. Um, Cardigan, that is one song that I keep hearing people talk about. It's really good. Um, with my Argon stuff, the AI startup that I work for, um, one of the, the ladies that I have the pleasure of working with pretty much every day, she is a big T-Swift fan. Um, and, you know, as much as we, you know, we don't like her, still, if people are going to talk to me about them, you know, I won't mm. tear them down. I'm like, go on, just... Just say it, it's fine. Because it, when you see the passion on someone else's, mm. like, face, you know, yeah. the way, how happy it makes them, I was sort of just, like, expecting... It's a standard T-Swift album. Not really, but she... The, not... When she was describing it to me, she even said, like, it's really different for her. Mm. Um, it is very folky. Um, but she really likes it. And just mm. how she described it to me... And again... Sometimes with people like T Swift, it takes a lot of persuading. And mm. actually, I feel like I was like, I'm game. Okay, yeah, and I put it on like now. my to listen list, so I will listen to it. Um, but yeah, it's very strange that sometimes certain artists, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool. When actually, I was like, no, actually, I'm intrigued. And the thing is, is I'm not, I'm not a hater at all. There are songs that Taylor Swift has done historically that I flipping like shake it off. I love yeah. that flipping song. Gets you it reminds going, me of the girl, like yeah. the girls when they were little. They used to, especially Evie, absolutely obsessed with Taylor Swift. At one point, not so much anymore. But this is really, like, dare I say, it, grown up. Yeah, I know it sounds really patronising. She's thirty for fuck's sake. She's not like. Is she thirty? Yeah. Fucking hell! Did not know that. Oh, yeah, she's Woo! thirty. Um, so she's thirty, and it is just a really grown up album. And I really hope that. I don't think that she will continue on this route. I think she will be poppy again. But maybe expand. But I think this is what COVID, like lockdown 
and and that kind of thing is done for her and yeah. I really think that yeah she has grown in this time and it but yeah like I said it's interesting just a good album I am gonna listen to it good I promise you, you. should I promise okay um, so my next one is Dominic Feig. Mm. So I spoke about his single last month, but he has actually released his, the album now. So it's called What Could Possibly Go Wrong? 14 songs, 34 minutes, 24 seconds. Now what I find quite interesting is that the two previous albums I've spoken about, so Neck Deep is 12 songs, and that's 39 minutes. Mm-hmm. Logic's album is 15 songs, 59 minutes. Dominic Fike's 14 songs, 34 minutes. So it is quite a short album. That's really short. Yeah, there's some songs that are literally only like just over a minute long. Okay. Um, This is his debut album. I was really confused really? about that. Looked into it and the one previously, I think he's only got like eight songs on it. So I feel like he's probably said that it's an EP. Okay. Um, and is it that thing where this one's done in a studio, whereas the I other one... I don't know. I didn't look you know, into who, it. I was just was like... that? That we were like, this is their first album. We were like, no, it's not. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't anyway. remember. But it might be that type of thing. Um, but yeah, this is officially his debut album. So as much as I think, well, I expected, comes to No Shock, he's got some rap on there. He's got some soft rock, lo-fi. He's got some indie pop vibes i didn't expect anything less i knew it was going to be sort of like all over the place yeah because i think that's just what we've got from his previous songs Mm. um and i think it sort of makes sense that he would have an album that sort of combines the various genres um i mean it is really short i i mean i did put it on the other day and then it was finished and i was like i'm not even finished did it did it skip some songs what what's going on but it's i think it's a very catchy straight to the point album i think he was just like you know what if it's only a minute long I'm not gonna push it that's it that's the that's song the it's done song. so as i said i think it's very straight to the point don't think he wanted to mess around too much with it um and i i've put i think he's gonna be around for a long time i hope he is mm. Just because I feel like it's sort of posty in the sense of you look at him, you don't expect him to make the music that he makes, but maybe in the future he could then go into different genres like he already does. So say, for instance, like he could have an album that's like hip-hop, he could have an album that's like indie, Mm. all these kind of different things. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the song Come Here cancel me and then a song called whirly oh nice whirly whirly oh what's that remind me of curly whirly no what's that film with um what's his name Oh god, no, I can't remember. <laughs> what's that film what's that what's film with that guy that guy in it romance yes whirly that's his surname isn't it is it his surname yeah i'm gonna google it google it sorry sorry listeners it's Wally. But whenever they say it, it sounds like Wally. It's the, it's the accent. Anyway. Yeah. Lovely. Cool. Uh, so the last one I want to speak about is Brandy. Ooh. B7. It's 15 songs, 46 minutes. Mm. So it's relatively, again, relatively short album. Yeah. There's a few interludes in there, which are quite... Yeah, you know, nice. I love an interlude. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole out. This is what I'm just going to read this verbatim from my little notebook. Okay. The whole album is absolute pure R and B gold. Oh, 
gold, I'm telling you. I am a big brandy fan. Yeah. Always loved myself some brandy. Yeah. Even back Moesha days. Yeah. Which you probably don't remember. You're probably a bit young now, aren't you? Moesha is a series that she did. I no, I think you've you've told me yeah. about it. <laughs> Fine, it's on Netflix, but only US. I'm hoping it's going to come over to the UK, Mum. Get some nostalgia. Well, yes, and I'm going to make Evie watch it because it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'm not going to say anything else about it. The production was brilliant. Yeah. Her voice is just so beautiful and it has only gotten better with age. There's like a, a new level of kind of depth about her. Mm-hmm. The album is, is, is again, it, it feels like a story. Mm-hmm. It feels like she's telling her story. She's telling us where she's been and what she's been doing. And how she's, I don't know, grown as a person. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I That's how I felt about it. Yeah. I really liked the songs Rather Be, which there's an amazing bit in Rather Be, which harps back to kind of the Full Moon album. I think. It's the song What About Us. It sounds, it reminds me of that song anyway, even mm-hmm. if it's not even harping back. Um, and there's a really amazing transition at the end to the next track, which isn't mm-hmm. a song, it's just like an interlude. An interlude, yeah. And it, the, yeah, the transition there's amazing. Um, and then I also liked the song Borderline, High Heels, and the last song, which is called Bye Bipo- Bipolar. I could have easily just listed the whole album. There is again. It's another. There wasn't a song on there that I didn't like. Yeah. Um. And I really love where she's gone with it. Good. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there is also. Sorry, there is more. Sorry. There is also a song um, featuring Chance the Rapper. Oh, nice. Called Baby Mama, which is just. I've mainly said that for you. Is it good? It is good. <laughs> it's very Thanks. good. Thanks. I've just told you all the songs. <laughs> good. Yeah. I like some women. Yeah, I've gone. Well, my last one is women. <laughs> it is a band called Dream Wife, um, and the album is called So When You Gonna. And it's 11 songs, 40 minutes, 26 seconds, which again, to my previous point about the album listings, Dominic Fike, but also 11 songs, 40 minutes. Mm. L- quite long for 11 songs, or is it? No, I think that sounds about right. So Dominic Fike was literally just like, sure, that's it. Um, So this is actually a British punk rock band. Cool. Who's got an Icelandic singer. Cool. Nice. Um, and they're actually from Brighton. Oh, lovely. So locals. Shall we go? Yeah. And we're allowed. <laughs> we're allowed, yeah. We're allowed. Um, so it was, again, I'm not sure how I actually discovered them. It may have been just one song again popped up on one of those playlists where Spotify recommends these things to me and I was like this is like badass like I didn't think it was like (laughs) this is badass yeah because I didn't I think the vibes that it was giving me didn't really sound like it was from right now if Mm. that makes sense like it was sort of you know 10 years or so um but yeah it just grabbed my attention and I was like I think especially when we were saying after last month you know the representation of women in the industry just hearing some like punk rock babes (laughs) like rocking out i was like yes i need to know like who this is check it out um and yeah so the album sort of made up of shorter punchier tracks which you'd expect from like a a, a punk album but it actually also has more emotional quieter heartfelt moments as well so it's not full-on like 
mosh pits, <laughs> craziness. It does have that nice sort of female, you know, quieter, more emotional parts, which again, I think we all uh, appreciate. Um, so it kind of goes from Riot Girl to sort of like indie anthems, I would say. So it's not like slow as in like, I'm going to cry just or... low tempo. Yeah. It's just more like punk to sort of indie, um, which I really liked. And I think, yeah, they're from Brighton, which was another cool fact that I was like, okay, now I, I like just that. like you even more. Um, but I definitely, you know, heard some sort of blondie vibes in there, which I really appreciated. And yeah, I definitely will keep an eye, see what they're going to do in the future. Um, but I really liked the first song, Sports. I think that is the one that Spotify actually recommended for me. The title track, so When You Gonna... And then hold on me. Nice. Okay. So staying on me. <laughs> Singles. Staying with you, Jess. Singles. My first one is Rich Brian and it's called Love in My Pocket. Now Rich Brian hangs around with Joji. He they're in their little group thing together. But Rich Brian, he um not normally like a massive fan um, of him. Rich Brian as in he's called Brian and he's rich or his first name he's got two first names. Sorry. No, I think his, I think his name's Brian. So he's rich. <laughs> I mean, he probably wants to be. He okay. probably is now. Um <laughs> sorry. I was just just I just felt that was important. You're just like is that is is, it, is he got two first names <laughs> like Ricky Barbie? <laughs> no, I don't not that I'm aware of. I've just always read it as rich like as in money 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 money. brian um yeah so he normally does his like rap thing some songs i really like some hit or miss um but this one's a little bit more poppier i think okay um it's very catchy i really enjoyed it it's sort of one of those ones that you can feel like yourself walking jiving to it at the same time yeah not much else to say really First one I'd like to talk about is um, by Brass Tracks and Coltrane. Mm-hmm. I I don't know them personally. Like, no, I never heard um, of them. And it's one of those ones that popped up on my new music thing. It's called Missed Your Cool. Okay. It's a very summery, kind of jazzy R&B vibes. And I've drawn a little heart next to it. Nice. I very much liked it. Nice. <laughs> Okay, my next one is Reggie Snow, MF Doom, and Cam Obi, oh, and it's nice. called Cookie Chips. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just very like I think anything with MF Doom it like grabs your attention because you're like, right, it's got this legend on it. Let's see what's going. Oh. And very like lo-fi, mm. very not what you would expect from no. MF Doom. It's very lo-fi, but also kind of like a summer, relaxed like summer. <laughs> Kind of like a summer, like, relaxed tune, okay. almost. I really liked it's it. It's kind of on your summer playlist, is that what we're saying? Yeah, well, it's on my 2020 playlist, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so the next one, now, I'm going to apologise in advance for any pronunciation, because I literally don't think I'm going to say a single person's name right. Okay. Um, the next song I would like to talk about is by Gaida, featuring Saba and Jeru Van Dahl. I think you did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, I've been trying to practice. So, anyway, the song's called "Stronger" and it's just chilled out R and B. I'm obviously on a bit of an R and B chilled out vibe. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. Nice, just enjoy. She's got a beautiful voice. You're just always on an R and B. I am always on an R. I like. I'm sucked in by a little angelic voice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
am. They suck you they in. They suck me in. Well, my next one is Billie Eilish. She's got a new song out called yeah, I My Future. Sent it to me and I still haven't listened to it. It's really nice. It gave me goosebumps when I first Did listened it? to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it got very <laughs> like loud then, didn't she? Then. No, because she. Her voice is sort of. Not creepy. I don't think that's the right word. But sometimes... Haunting. Yes, it's very haunting. haunting. And at the start of the song, it's very... It's just her voice. It's very simplistic. Just her voice. And then, you know, you've got, like, the strings or whatever in the background. Or piano. I can't remember what it is. And it's just very, like, focused on her. And her voice can be very haunting. So it kind of gives you goosebumps. And then later on, like, halfway through it, like, the beat kicks in. And then it the tempo picks up. Um, but she's kind of talking about, yeah, her future, where is she going to be and sort of her hopes to be successful in her future and sort of not be independent. I think she's, she doesn't want to rely on boyfriend, girlfriend, friends, etc. She's in charge of her future effectively. So I like that. I like that too. Yeah. Good vibes. Um, the next song I want to talk about is J. Cole, The Crime Back. Yeah. He, they say this is a self-produced Oh, I song. didn't know that. Yeah, he did this and the other single he released, which is called... Oh, I can't remember. Oh, something about Lion King. Lion King on ice. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Got really excited then. So he self-produced both of those and they're both tracks off of his net, his upcoming album. Cool. Which is the follow-up to KOD. Great album. Obviously. KOD, brilliant album. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you can't name a J. Cole album that I don't like. That's true. That is true. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I love it. Great album. Where <laughs> well, no, that was actually I'm... the only album that I've listened yeah, from J. Cole. But I do really like it. Like, any time a song comes on from that album, yeah, I'm like, like, yes. But I'm like, what a good album. Yeah. It is, and I recently listened to it again because I was on those kind of that kind of vibe really good Nicole. brilliant <laughs> okay great um so my next one is oliver tree featuring blink 182 huh? so i was not gonna lie ash was the one that put me on this because i was like oh okay great do you have you ever seen what oliver tree looks like yeah very strange yeah. he's got like that weird like your mum put a bowl across yeah. your head um so i was thinking okay right what are you Yep, can't then Ash just get it over and done with. But actually, I really liked it. Oh, okay. well, <laughs> and it's called. And it's called "Let Me Down." Standard sort of pop rock, let's say. Rock. Maybe not pop punk because I don't I feel a bit weird about I mean, that. I don't care about the genre. Um, I mean, I can pretty much tell everything I need to know by the two names. <laughs> but I liked it. Okay. It's catchy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I shall listen to it with. Enthusiasm. <laughs> um, so the last one I want to talk about is not recent, um, but I was watching a film with Ian and it came on and I prayed that it was a real thing and not just for the film, and it was. And it is literally a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> I played it to Jess before we started recording because I just needed her to know what I was talking <laughs> about when I got to this point. Oh, yeah. Dear listeners, please, please, please listen to this version of this song. It is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, it is L King. It's from 2012. Listen to the live version because that's the best one. Um, and it's called My Neck, My Back. <laughs> which I'm sure lots of you will, you know, will be 
familiar with. Oh yeah. Yeah. But also confused, I and, think. And a bit confused. If it is an acoustic version of that song and it is just wonderful. That's the only word that I can use for it is wonderful. I'm gonna sound dramatic, but it's one of those things that you never knew that you needed in your life. <laughs> no. And now I'm really happy that it's you it's introduced there. that to me. I know. So thank you. It's- you should also watch the film that I saw it in, yeah. which was called The Wrong Missy. Yeah. It's very good. I will check that out. Check that out. Thank too. you, Sam. But honestly, it is just a wonderful thing that is in the world, and I think people should listen to it. I sent it to my best friend, and I have yet to have a comment back, so I'm going to chase on it later to make sure listen, to listen to it. To. I even sent her it from Spotify because I know that she's got Spotify, and she wouldn't listen to it if I'd sent her an Apple Music link. Really I mean, I've done all the work. She just needs to push, push go, play, go. Done. That's how much you want her to listen. I to mean, it. to be fair, it might be because there's kids knocking about and it's inappropriate. Or something to True. Listen to. Yeah, you don't want to. No. Yeah. Great. I like that. Yeah. Should we just end the show here? That's no. it. Just no, on that. I'm really excited about the. Next no, I know, stuff. I know. But my last one, my last single. Again, it's not a new one. I just heard it and I was like, "This is such a good song." DJ Fresh. Miss Dynamite, Gold Dust. Oh, my sweet lord. I love that song too much. Me too. And it, yeah, it's just great. Gets you going. As soon as you hear it, you will know what I mean. I don't think I need to explain. When Ian and I first started dating, that was, like, we used to play this game. I'm sure I've talked about it Mm. before when we first started dating, called Random Questions. We used to send, like, three random questions to each other. Yeah. And one of the questions he sent to me was what, what is your favourite song right now? And that was my favourite song at the time. Flipping love that song. It's an amazing song. It gets you pumped. You could take on anything. I'm a running playlist. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Motivated, definitely. But I did find, just as a little side note, I found my perfect pace song. What? Which is the song that keeps me from going too fast Mm -hmm. and running myself out of place. It's Foundations by Kate Nash. Interesting. Because it's a real like... Dun, 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 dun. And that just keeps me on a... It's like a... Um, even... Yeah, like a... Metronome. Metronome, yes. Anyway. <laughs> we do a music podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> record of the month. So what is your record of the month? So... No shock, okay, because I spoke about the Logic album, I spoke about it, and it has hit a spot with me, but there is a song called Celebration on there that I just feel like is so positive, and yeah, it's just one of those ones, again, that just feels like you can take on anything, Mm. and I feel like it's one of probably my favourite songs that I think he's ever done. Oh. Quite the statement. Nice, that is um, a statement. But it's just a really powerful, positive song that makes me happy, so... Yeah, I think. What's your record of the month? So my record... So, I have to give you a bit of background. Okay. So basically, I've watched Hamilton three times since it came on Fucking Disney+. Fucking hell. It's, it's nearly three hours long, everyone, just so that you know the the, the scope of it. Have you seen it? No. You need to watch it because it's just amazing. I will give you our... The, the, the deets. I'll give you the deets. Okay. You can watch it. Honestly, it is amazing and it will blow your mind but just because... It's just genius. Anyway, Lynn Manuel Miranda, who's the person who wrote and does play Hamilton yeah, in the play. The guy. The guy. He has an at home with Apple playlist. Okay, cool. 
Um, so basically there's loads of artists at the moment. They've released at, at home playlists um, and he's his is one of them. His playlist is absolutely brilliant. It's got Run the Jewels on it, The Strokes. It's got okay. Tina Turner. And then this song came on and I was like, what is this? I need it in my life. I need to know who these people are, who this person is. I've downloaded the album to listen to. I've not got through it yet, which is why I haven't mm-hmm. reviewed it. Um, but it's called Nothing Is Safe and it's by Clipping. Now, it's got some kind of Andre 3000 vibes about Ooh. it. But in the voice, not okay. really in the production. production of it. Yeah. And it's just clever. He's a really, really clever lyricist. Mm-hmm. And just, it blew my mind when I listened to it, and that's my record for now. I mean, I'm not going to lie, with Hamilton, I think the fact that they made it hip-hop definitely appeals to me way more than it would have if it was just normal, period-y yeah. stuff. Whereas I quite like periods as well, no. so I, it's literally like two worlds colliding for me, and I am all over it. And he, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, is literally... You can tell he is so passionate about music. If you watch, uh, like, watch anything, he loves music. He's, like, super passionate. Yeah, I think I've seen a few interviews of him not talking about Hamilton, just various, um, like, movie, film interviews. And he seems like he's pretty cool. He did a a footnote for... um, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Did he actually? Yeah, he actually did. See, I really need to catch up on that. And he talked about doing like having it as a musical <laughs> honestly i don't know how i feel about that I but would you know it. what I think... I think he could do it if anyone could um so the main thing mtv yeah so the reason i guess that we've chosen to spoke about uh, to spoke about, to it, spoke about it what's wrong with us today <laughs> I don't know. so the reason why we've decided to speak about it is it's a little bit different to what we normally do i yeah. guess um but it's it's the anniversary or was the anniversary on the uh, the 1st of August wasn't it of MTV but we'll go into that in a minute um but I guess speaking about music MTV has changed the way that we've listened um and looked at music not us personally just within the industry well, itself me, I think. kind of because I feel I like I'm more of a thing for me than yeah I feel like it was almost a little bit past yeah. when I was younger um, but yeah, it, and I think MTV definitely led to some of the most significant moments in music hi- industry and history yeah. as we know it. And so my sort of parts that I've got, I'll give credit, is um, from a website called mentalitch.com. So again, you can check the full article out there. But before MTV aired, really, there were things known as music videos, but it wasn't really a popular thing. So there were several concepts for music video-based TV, um, which sort of existed in the early 60s. And of course, you know, you had the Beatles that made music videos to promote their records um, in the mid-60s. During the 70s, you had uh, Bob Whitney, who was a Philly-based DJ, created a TV series entitled The Now Explosion. Um, So basically, again, he did it and it just kind of failed. It didn't really stick around. It got cancelled in 1971. Okay. So I don't think it lasted very long. Um, over in the UK, we are more familiar. We had Top of the Pops, um, which is really popular. Uh, I mean, you hear quite a lot of people still talking about it because well, I miss it. Me and Ian, we're watching it on Friday. Every Friday, they ha- they play old Top of the Pops on Channel 
Four. Yeah. No, not Channel Four. BBC Four. Okay. And I actually made Mum watch it. It was nineteen eighty nine. Oh, nice. It was like the Boxing Day of nineteen eighty nine, and then they did a recap of the year. Yeah. And it was just a recap of the decade. It wasn't even a. Recap oh, you were sending me videos, and of I was it. sending you videos, and it was just amazing. And it, it just took me back to my childhood of watching Top of the Pops. Yeah. 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 And See, I think Top of the Pops was more my thing. Yeah. I Not, love well, Pops. I mean it. <laughs> And CD UK. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, over in the UK, we sort of had Top of the Pops, which basically aired uh, music videos of the artist if they weren't actually able to perform live yeah. on the show. Um, and it says also that in Australia, they basically had the same concept, but their show was called Countdown. But back in those days, as I said, music videos weren't really a thing. Pop culture hadn't really started then Mm. if that makes sense or as pop culture as we know it Mm. now like obviously yeah you had the Beatles you had bands that you know girls would be like screaming about well and and it did influence in terms of like fashion I think and you know how yeah they wore that so they were, yeah. Like, so the fans were about that kind of thing. Yeah. So it wasn't really like a huge thing. It's funny because um I do I do some Twitch streaming now. Yes, um and one of the episodes we do uh, on a Thursday is called Throwback Thursday and one of the topics I hosted was storytelling. And it was kind of in just um interesting going through, you know, the time uh period of it because obviously it goes back way 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 like 3000 BC or something. Mm ridiculous um and then i mentioned a part in the 80s to do with music videos because that is storytelling um and that's a really interesting concept that you know in the 80s has became this huge thing that not only did they you know create a video it then almost changed the the story of the song as well but then yeah you had mtv that was created um, by Viacom Media Networks, and it was launched on August 1st, 1981. So Robert Pittman, along with Les Garland, John Sykes, and Tom Freston, basically came up with a concept, and they thought that they would air video clips or music videos of the current popular songs, and basically combine, sorry, the airplay of a few available music videos 24 hours a day. And they had... Um... VJs. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, it's alright. Um, yeah, so they had VJs that would announce them and have a little chat in between. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very different to the MTV we know now yeah. as well. It's changed drastically. But yeah, on the day that they launched, they had a debut phrase that said, ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. I love that. Amazing. Um, and that was said by John Lack. And that phrase was played over footage of the countdown to the launch of the Space Shuttle Columbia. Um, and then after that, it was followed by the original theme song of MTV, while an image of the American flag on the moon changed into the MTV logo. Yeah. So yeah, basically, the concept of airing videos 24-7 was never done before. No. Back in the 80s, you know, MTV didn't have, like, the high-end technology. So sometimes audiences would sort of see a completely black screen. Um, and this literally would be because an employee would have to manually switch tapes of the yeah. VCR. And that, that's crazy as well, because in that, in the, you know, the early 80s, not everyone had, because it was through cable, 
in the 80s initially and not everyone had cable Mm -mm. like it wasn't it was that was a proper luxury yeah 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 um yeah also at that time they also repeated a lot of music videos and songs because during that time they only had a few (laughs) like hundred music videos that's it's not it wasn't really still like a done thing back then if you released an album that you would have to release a music video with it where now it's something that's pretty obvious yeah um but the first music video that was ever played on MTV was the 80s classic Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. So that's pretty cool. I didn't know that, so I've learned something new. I've learned something But yeah, at first, apparently MTV wanted to feature well-known and established bands, uh, but when they found out that most of their audience was younger, they decided to move into the popular music um, and sort of top 40-based type mm. thing. But apparently the problem was most of the songs that belonged... Uh, to the top 40 hit chart was performed by newly established bands and artists so they sort of wanted these like established bands but then because they're yeah I think originally they wanted their like um, target audience to be between 12 to 34 I think but then they soon realised that it was like 12 to 24 Mm. Um, and at that time everybody was waiting for the new up and coming artists yeah and as you said, that's sort of when they decided to use younger presenters um, to sort of give a little introduction about the music videos and their artists. And that's where the term video jockey was coined. VJ. VJ. And some of the first MTV VJs were Alan Hunter, JJ Jackson, Mark Goodman, Nina Blackwood and Martha Quinn. So in um, 1983, they did introduce R&B. That's cool. Um, so um, they had artists, mainly Michael Jackson, yeah. <laughs> um, so he did Billie Jean and Beat It videos for those. And they demonstrated in turn how video could increase um, popularity and ultimately sell a shit ton of records. Yes. And then you had Madonna, her video Lucky Star. Have you ever seen that video? Yeah, I think I have, yeah. That video so much. It looks like a workout video, but they're all in like... <laughs> Or the netting and the... They're like cool. gothic, but not gothic. Gothic, I don't, but not gothic. Yeah. Gothic party kids. It's like that traditional 80s, like, yeah. I don't it know. It does look like a workout video, because yeah. they're, they're, they're really energetic, and they're just in a white room. And um, it launched people like Duran Duran, the video for Rio, where they're on the boat, and it's kind of... I, don't, I still don't understand that video. I it's don't get it either. I'm 100% on, honest. I don't understand that video. It kind of feels like they're going for a James, Bo- a, a silly James Bond kind of thing where the women are, you know, more composed than them. I don't know. Uh, but I don't it get also it. reminds me of Boats and Hose every time. <laughs> I can't get past that. And it also kind of revived some older artists. So um, Tina Turner, she released a video for Ball of Confusion, um, which always reminds me of Sister Act. Um, And she was one of the first black artists to gain airtime on MTV. Mm. So in 1985, they changed the way MTV worked. So rather than having just different songs played throughout the day, they kind of packaged it into genres. Yeah. Um, You had the Headbangers Ball... Mm-hmm. In, in one kind of hour segment. section, yeah. I think it was like two hours. Yeah, because now I think they do it like 45 to an hour. Yeah, so you had the Headbangers Ball and then you had things like Yo! MTV Rap. Yeah. Which brilliant. Yeah. And then as time's gone on, we've seen other things come into play. So sort of <laughs> during the mid-90s, taking a big leap, MTV's play of music started to actually drop and sort of between 95 to 2000, they played 36.5% less music videos. And that's kind of sad because, you know, as we were saying, 
saying like mtv really paved the way for you know artists the music video all these kind of things but i think i don't know if it sort of wore off because i feel like music videos are still extremely popular but i don't know if it was just because it was such a new thing back then i think what it is now is that you can you where do you go to watch your videos now youtube yeah yeah and that's what i think it is i think your your generation i i know we are the same but generation this was before but then, i know but i think what's happened is as time's gone on people have just moved to youtube yeah and i think so whereas i grew up with mtv on in the background like that would be how i ha- how i heard new music yeah and i would sit and, and actively watch mm-hmm. mtv people only really actively watch it now to watch the programs that are on it yeah so that's the thing so that leads nicely on that mtv decided to cut down airing uh them eight hours a day to three hours a day instead um and this was because mtv focused on producing reality tv Mm. um so you had sort of the osborns which was one of the most popular (laughs) ones um you had punked again punked was great uh, and pimp my ride as well pimp my ride nice i flipping love that tom green show oh yeah tom green show tom that's green it show. oh my god um, and then latterly latterly jersey shore yeah. mm. not for me but you know people like it um and yeah so again just jumping on so come you know the 2010s mtv eventually stopped playing music videos um obviously we do have if you go to look at the music channels there are separate sort of mtv MTV yeah mtv base and so what they sort of originally did was you know they set they had different segments they now just sort of have different channels channels. so you get mtv rocks mtv base all these different things Mm. um but yeah eventually they stopped playing music videos because of online streaming platforms such as facebook youtube where everything could be accessed instantly Mm. and on demand so it's not like you're waiting for this one music video to come around for an hour, you can literally go to YouTube and watch it. And when I was younger, when I was younger, when I was a young girl, you could, there was, it wasn't MTV, but there was a music channel that you could text in yeah. to play Yeah, I think you can still do that. Can you still do There's that? There's some oh, that you can really? do, yeah. Well, um, it's expensive. And then also they um, they brought about MTV Unplugged, which is one yes. of my most favorite things yes, of yes, all yes. time. Um, and there were there was also um, a lot of animation on MTV, um, so the Real World, Diarrhea, and Beavis and Butthead. Yes, classic. Three of my faves. They're redoing Beavis and Butthead. Oh, are they? oh they're bringing them back, but okay. obviously, like oh, they'll be a, they'll in be... modern times. But I hope that they stay as Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, because it'll be. Re- oh, I'm not sure how I feel. About I know, that. I know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, obviously there's loads of iconic moments like the VMAs, for instance, as well. Like MTV VMAs is one of, you know, a very popular um, award show. Um, and there's been very <laughs> outrageous moments that's happened. Oh, Kanye, T Swift, Lady Gaga, Meat Dress. Oh, the Meat Dress. <laughs> Do you remember that? And the, um, they also did the Movie Awards. They did, yeah. Do they still do that? I don't know. They probably do. I don't know. Awful. So I think now's the time for us to go through some of our favourites, or at least iconic, even if they're not favourites from us. Music Um, videos, yeah. Music videos, because I had so much fun researching this. 
because it took me back to a time when when I was that person who was actively watching, just watching MTV. It, like, yeah. go to college, come home, watch MTV. <laughs> and that was literally my cycle. Yeah. And then, you know, a bit of MSN Messenger. Oh, MSN Messenger. Oh, Those were the days. That's how old I am. No. Um, so I think the first music video for me that springs to mind is Bohemian Rhapsody, The Wayne's World. Yeah. After Wayne's World. And yeah. that was made specifically for MTV. Yeah, which you told me about before. Iconic. Yeah. I mean, for me, and I think people that know Wayne's World, every time you hear that song, that's what you think of. Yeah. I was going to say that that's sort of like what everybody thinks of, but that's not true. Because no. you've got the OG fans that don't know what Wayne's World no. is, potentially. But I do. When I hear that song, I think Wayne's World. Yeah. And I think about the car. <laughs> Headbagging in the, the car. In the car. And yeah, I loved that video when it first came out. So my first one that I put down, going along with the MTV sort of thing, Michael Jackson Thriller, because that was sort of the first music video that sort of, as I said, you know, music videos have a have the storytelling element to it, but this actually combined sort of filmmaking and music properly. Yeah. Um, where they actually had like a... A story. A, yeah, like an actual movie along with it. And it just is cool, isn't it? It's so cool, and it'll be on every Halloween list from now to forever. <laughs> Just such a good song. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about Buddy Holly by Weezer. Weezer, I love Yay. that song so much, and the video is just so cool, the way that they go back to happy days, and they're in the diner. Just, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's really clever. Um, also, that is directed by Spike Jones. And I noticed that there's a few music videos that I really like. That Spike Jones. That Spike Jones. Yeah. And I did not really, I've never made that connection. Yeah, ever. Spike Jones, he gets Spike around. Jones. He gets around. He's one of those dudes that like, because he did where the, where the wild things are. Yeah. He did that movie. Um, He did a lot of things with the jackass guys as well we didn't mention jackass but that's oh, another that mtv oh like my God. i hated that so much. oh i loved it it wasn't for me i, oh, I just it. didn't understand why you would put yourself in pain for the I lols just, well that just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> maybe i'm too grown up <laughs> um my next one is nirvana smells like teen spirit predictable yes. but it's one of those it's got to be mentioned you obvious don't talk ones. about music videos and, and the, not about nirvana mtv unplugged is one of yes. nirvana one is one of the most popular ones really or well-known is. ones because it is amazing i mean i've got a whole list here of mtv unplugged songs because i had an absolute <laughs> honestly yeah i was literally in my element especially last night till like 11 o'clock just watching listening hearing all these videos um I actually got for Nirvana. I got all apologies. Yeah, that's amazing. That, that is one just so beautiful. Again, it's kind of haunting though. You but feel very beautiful. unsettled, but it's amazing. Mm. It's it's a very vulnerable song. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so I'm going to do that as my next one. Yeah. We can't not talk about music videos and not mention Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. Um, because the so amount much. of times I love that song, but also the amount of times if like you know in the past where dad i've been around we've got some music in the background um and that comes on and he is just like watch it watch it and i'm like i know dad <laughs> it's it amazing but it is it is a really cool it's iconic trippy but fucking well, cool. it's stop motion isn't it yeah 
and he got electrocuted I don't know how many times you know the um the lamp where he's got the lamp yeah on? he got electrocuted oh my gosh like a handful of times doing that piece all for the music all for the love of the music <laughs> um I'm going Vogue obviously just Madonna, she was my thing. Mm-hmm. Madonna, Kylie, they were they were my girls. <laughs> my, the girls. Day. my girls. And Britney. And yeah, well that was later. <laughs> no, no. You were around then. Oh, okay. This is like when I was like a little girl. So yep. in my living room. Yeah. So brilliant. That reminds me of the S Club Seven drama I had the other day. It wasn't drama. It but, was drama. Um that, you know, just S Club 7 wasn't brought up, it wasn't me, I promise, I promise, it wasn't me, but someone turned around and said that um, they did a cover of Mickey, and I was like, no, they didn't, I just knew in my heart of hearts, no, they didn't, because I love that song. So who did they mean, so who did they mean, that's what I want to know. Bewitched, I think. Oh, no. But it was that awkward thing where you oh, don't, you don't no. want to impose your opinion on someone, you're like, did they? No, they didn't, no, and then they googled it, and they were like, oh, no, and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't test my club knowledge. Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> would that be your mastermind, you know? No, it would not. I don't know enough. <laughs> anyway, back on Sorry. topic. My next one, Run DMC and Aerosmith walk this way. Obs can't not Iconic in various and different also ways. And so many, like, especially for now, like, the whole breaking down the barrier between the two genres of music, but also between the the races. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The black and white. It was just such a brilliant video. But almost two artists that you would never expect no. to do a, a collaboration. Um, and I actually, that's a good point, because I guess it's it's weird now that you now have artists that do dabble in various different mm. genres rather than sort of sticking mm. to the one thing. Um, I'm going Daft Punk around the world. Oh. Yeah. I flipping love it. And the thing is, is, it's not that clever. It doesn't make much sense. But you still can't stop watching you can't, it. You have to watch it. You can't not watch it. And then for anyone who hasn't watched it, please just go away and, and watch the video. It is as repetitive as the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. It they is, go around in a circle. Like, there's all... There's... Mon- what is there? There's, like, a Frankenstein. There's mummies. Robots? Yeah, I feel say. like there's robots. Um, but there's just all these and different... there's all these different... And there's groups of them. So there's, yeah. like, four or five of them. And they're just going around these revolving bits on a stage in a circle. Like, in... What's it called when there's a circle inside a circle? Is that concentric circle? I have no idea. Well, there's a circle inside a circle, <laughs> and they're all going round, and it's just—it's very clever. Oh, there's world the world heads. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's very good. It's very clever. That very Daft Punk. When I was in high school, for some reason, I think it was in an RE lesson, they brought the TV out on the little, you know, wheelie thing. <laughs> and that was played, and I can't remember why in an RE lesson that was played to us, but I don't. I don't I mean, hate it. Who cares? Don't hate it. Who cares, <laughs> who cares what the reason was? So my next one, again, very, very um, predictable, but it's Beastie Boy Sabotage. I mean, you can't not talk about it. And also, Spike Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next song I'm going to talk about is Weapon of Choice. Ooh. Um, that video for me was just amazing. So that's Fatboy Slim, for those yeah. of you who don't know. Um, and the video stars... The one, 
the only Christopher Walken. Now, what kind on what earth is Fatboy Slim, a DJ from Brighton, getting Christopher Mother Loving Walken? In a music video. In a music video. And not only just in a music video. Flying. <laughs> dancing around, leaping, jumping like an absolute madman in an empty, like, business building yeah like it's the best it makes me feel happy yeah just seeing that video i like that's that music video i love that video so much that was one that i would always stop and watch i don't know what he had to do to get him in that music video but it worked well, spike jones of course it is <laughs> i mean yeah because i've got <laughs> okay i'll just do my fat boy slim one now i've got praise you which is <laughs> against Spike Jones, and he's actually in that music video yeah. too and it's just a really good video also it's I just really random you. it's just like on a random camera that someone's recording and they're just doing a little dance in the street almost like a flash mob but not that's it's it like yeah it's like a live performance that no one paid for and yeah. knew they were having <laughs> brilliant so i'm gonna go take on me that was my next one. Oh, that sorry. actually was my next. No, oh, it's all right. I'm so sorry. No, you don't have to say sorry. I just love the whole comic book, mm-hmm. the movement between the two, the comic book and like live, real life, real yeah. life stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. I really like. It. It's one. I think that is a really iconic uh, music video. Um, so I'm going to go Rhythm Nation, Janet Jackson. Ooh. I used to try and do it. Did you? Yeah. So they're all. Can you, do have it? you seen it? No. Yeah. They're all choreographed. They're all. It's a choreographed dance in the middle of like yeah. a unit, and they're all dressed as guards. Yeah. I wanted to be Janet Jackson. You can't do it. No. You need to learn. I'm just not very good at dancing. <laughs> I do dance classes three times a week, and I still can't dance. <laughs> um, my next one is Jamiroquai Virtual Insanity. Nice. Great one. Also on my list, and just it is great. Good song. The rain, super duper fly, Missy Elliott. Ooh. I've talked about it before about how it's an iconic video it is um just yeah it's amazing mm-hmm. really clever fish islands yeah. and all the like inflatable outfits and they're all shiny and she just looks so cool <laughs> um my next one red hot chili peppers give it away yes weird music video chili willies Again, not sure it really makes sense, but it does make sense. They're all gold. Who knows? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I like it. I'm going to go Foo Fighters, Learn to Fly. Oh, yes. I love that music I mean, video. We could have chosen many Foo Fighters videos because they're all pretty cool. Yeah. But Learn to Fly is my fave. Human League, Don't You Want Me. <laughs> nice. Another like 80s classic, that nice. one. I'm going to go Justin Timberlake. What goes around oh, comes around. I thought you were going to say the other one. That's no, what I saying. know what you thought I was going to say. And the reason I chose this one is because the whole... That is like a movie, that one. Yeah, I like that one. With Scarlett Johansson. When they were a thing. When they were a thing. I had to get me some JT in there. Yeah. I've got to go Green Day, Basket <sighs> Case. Nice. Not my favourite music video from theirs, but iconic. Iconic. Everybody knows Green it. Green eyes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Tenacious D tribute. Yes. Because <laughs> it just makes me laugh. This tribute. Brilliant. Gotta believe it and I wish you were there. <laughs> you just know. <laughs> Why can I remember those lyrics? But I can't remember important information. <laughs> My next one, LL Cool J, mm-hmm. Mama Said Knock You Out. You know what? Every time I'm I hear that song. I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out and I had that written down as um one for a <laughs> unplugged. Oh really? Yeah, because he did it on Yo MTV Raps. Okay, cool. Topless. 
I mean, it you can't fault nice it, can you? Watching that last night. Okay, so my next one is Hopeless Wonder, Mumford and Sons. Oh, nice. Where they substitute themselves with for the American like comedians. Like comedians. So it's Ed Helms, Jason Sudeikis, Jason Bateman, and Will Forte, and that music video just cracks me up. Yeah, it. That I forget about that one. That was pretty good. I like that. Thanks. One. Duran Duran, <laughs> Girls on Film. Girls on Film. Good song. 80s classic again. I'm going to bring it up to kind of almost nowadays. Um, Ariana Grande. Thank you, next. Just because. Iconic. I love that. Video. Iconic. I did watch that the other day. I don't know why. I just thought, you know what? I feel like watching <laughs> I like that. watching a bit of Ariana. You know, you got sort of the clueless vibes in there. Yeah. Ooh, we watched Clueless the other day, me and Evie. Great movie. Yeah, I did see Evie do a TikTok of the. Ah, as if. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> um, okay, so mine's sort of modern, but not that new. <laughs> okay, go. Here it goes again. Ah, oh, yes. Here it goes, here it goes. Oh, go on, you've got to talk about it. Because some people might not know why. No, I know. I was just letting you oh, do okay. your sing song. I'm like, talk about it. No, I thought you were doing your sing song. It. I was just letting you no. do your thing. No. So Darn. if you haven't seen it, I mean, it came out in 2005. So it's been around for quite a long time 15, 15 years, years. Uh. okay great i was only 10 when that came out wow, so anyway um basically again it's not it's not like a it's not a high, high budget. budget no very simple but the band members have got what is it like six or six eight. i think it's like six treadmills so three either side and they're basically doing a routine on the treadmills like uh, onto each treadmill yeah like they skip from one treadmill to the next jumping about turn. but it there's so skill skill involved in that music video me and sam <laughs> would like to recreate it but i just think one of us would get seriously hurt i would probably die but if you need <laughs> to smile Go watch the music video. So clever. <laughs> so here's one that for me is just something I will always remember. And mainly because it was one of those moments in my life that was just the cringiest time. I just wanted the sofa to just suck me in. I was in the living room with my dad. It was quite late at night. And obviously there was a watershed. And so post-watershed, more risque music videos would be played on MTV. Okay. And they played the video Smack My Bitch Up by Prodigy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if anyone's seen that video, I mean, if you're under the age of 18, firstly, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast because it's explicit. Yes. Secondly, if you're under the age of 18, which I probably, I was probably around the age of 18 at the time, it was not something that I wanted to watch with my dad. No, it's not. No, uh, not with my dad, no. Or any parent, to be honest, and I wouldn't want to watch it with my kids. (laughs) <laughs> when they're older no yeah it, but it's just it's still iconic in its own way but it also is one that I always think about when I think about MTV <laughs> great <laughs> um, I also wanted to talk about if you don't mind Elton John now I didn't know this but Elton John did um, a competition three years ago and it was called The Cut well it was for Cannes Film Festival. Mm. And so the filmmakers had to remake certain Elton John songs okay. with a, a given category concept. And someone did uh, ben, Benny and the Jets. Okay. And the category for that was choreography. 
and it is such a clever video i just i just wanted to give it a shout out mm-hmm. for cans as well yes, interesting mm, okay like so i'm going again modern not that modern but kind of modern at uh, gautier somebody that i used to know nice because I, I, I always remember that. Not that they did much after that. No. But I always remember the painting. But then it zooms out and then actually, like, she's... I don't really morphed. like that song, if I'm honest. I like it. I'm sorry. Do you not like the music video? It used to Very really annoy me, the song. The video is clever, but the song, I don't know. It was one of those songs that everyone used to talk about and I used to be like, eh. Um, I'm gonna go Lady Gaga Born This Way Ooh. such a clever album uh, video we're going back to the alternative route nice I mean the White Stripes have a lot of different music videos yeah sorry I was just gonna immediately go into that's the one I've chosen they have brilliant they've got so many songs um I won't list them just so I don't take up the playlist but there are their music videos are very clever but this one very simplistic but it's almost like it matches the tempo as it builds and builds and that song great just gets in your head Seven Nation Army. I didn't say it. You just did it, and I just assumed. Just assumed that everybody knew. Seven Nation Army. <laughs> um, I'm gonna shout out four. Okay. Because I feel like they go. I must have been in a zone when I wrote these four down. Mm-hmm. Lizzo, Juice, Beyonce, Single Ladies, yep. Rihanna, Disturbia, Sia, Chandelier. Ooh. Oh, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. This is sort of my most recent one like we're talking yeah most modern one should i say kendrick lamar humble oh yes. great music video so good. like the I cinematography that on that i feel jealous now yeah it's and that is just an epic song anyway so but the good. music video is just it's one of those ones that i guess kind of makes you feel a bit uncomfortable but you don't know why but mm. it's clever it's great i love that song yeah roger sanchez another chance have you, do you know that song? No, I don't think so. Uh, you would if you heard it. Um, but there's a girl and she's basically carrying around a giant heart around New York, but it gets smaller and bigger depending on like her connect her love connections. Interesting. Very good. Right, so I've only got one more while Sam lists off all of her unplugged because yeah. we, we've got we said that yeah iconic the unplugged thing. But my last one. Is Soundgarden Black Hole Sun? Oh, what a yes. weird music video, but good song. It's amazing song. It's an amazing okay. song. It is an amazing song. That is my last one, so I'll leave it up to you now for okay. the unplugged. So segment I, of the show. <laughs> uh, MTV Unplugged was one of my most favourite things, and I owned many, many albums, which I now don't own, and it makes me it made me really sad. Um, but firstly, Alicia Keys Unplugged session. That album, I listened to it. So it's 2005. Mm-hmm. I literally think I wore that CD down. I used to listen to it all the time. Yeah. The songs from that, I'm going to go Fall In and Love It or Leave It Alone slash Welcome to Jam Rock. Ooh. Honestly, one of the best moments of my audio life. I loved hearing that. And it was what inspired me to go and see her live, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Because she's so good. She sounds as good live as she does on a record. Yeah, it's she just, is one of those she's people. A beautiful voice. Um, the next one is from 1999, and that's Alanis Morissette. You ought to know who I've chosen. 2018, Biffy Clyro, Guide God Only Knows. Mm-hmm. 
this one you're gonna hate me for but whilst I am with you 100% on them being overrated and I don't oh, like them very much say. this was a, a an amazing performance so I'm going Oasis 1996 Wonderwall no to be fair I will give them credit Thanks. I just think that they are overrated although that was when so um, this MTV Unplugged was supposed to be launching them like further mm. and um, Liam basically went on a bender he barely showed up to any of the rehearsals. It's funny because whilst we were doing this, my my friend Harry, who loves yeah. Oasis, as we know, yeah. he sent me this video and he was like, it's just unacceptable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he basically went on a bender and he didn't do the unplugged. So Noel did it all on his own, pretty much. Um, but later in the set, he heckles him from up in the gods. Oh, that's so embarrassing. So he's supposed to have a sore throat. But he's there shouting. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, Lauren Hill, two thousand and one. I got a find. Peace of mind. I've mm-hmm. chosen. Brilliant. REM, nineteen ninety one. Losing my religion. Mm-hmm. Radiohead. Creep. Yeah. Cranberry. Okay. Cranberry zombie. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Eric Clapton. Layla. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Emotions. That's <laughs> so good. I've just gone from amazing to oh. <laughs> Lady Kravitz, are you going to go my way? Yes. And I will finish with Seal, Kiss from a Rose. Oh, I like that. I knew you'd like that. Sorry, sorry. No, you know, I just got really excited section. with the unplugged element of MTV and I just got into a big spiral where I was just watching all these old unplugs and it was just, honestly, I was living my best life. <laughs> I had a cup of tea, had a tonic spa, other bars are available. Yeah. And I was just loving life, chilling. Mm. Well, I feel like if you talk about MTV, you can't not talk about Unplugged. No, no. iconic. Too far, but honestly, if you get a chance to listen to any of them, it's just it's worth the time. Mm -hmm. Loads of them are on Spotify and Apple Play, uh, Apple Music. Or you can go onto YouTube probably and watch the actual. Yes, I actually watched some of them. And I think it's important, what we haven't spoken about is like the transition now. So obviously we spoke about the fact that people go on YouTube now. Also you've got things like on Spotify, They um, artists have started to do these like interactive like bits that go behind the music when yeah. it's on, which yeah, aren't yeah. necessarily videos, but they're still kind of visual... Aids, maybe. Aids, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. I'm really excited to see where that goes because people are still creating music videos regardless of whether MTV's around or not. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think, yeah, it's important to sort of mention MTV because they did really, as I said, pave the way for all of that kind of stuff. Like, music videos were a thing, but nobody really cared about it until MTV came around. Mm. So I can't imagine music without music videos now. Um, and that's, you know, funny, I guess, for the people that kind of came up with the concept. I wonder if they thought that it was going to ever be like that. Um, as you said, as much as it's not really focused on that anymore, you know, you still have other platforms that are using that. And as you say, I think music now, some bands, you know, try and use all of this as an experience now mm. rather than sort of having two different mediums that kind of... I don't I know, know what it, you mean. So rather than having the two the the song separate almost to the music music video yeah now it's an experience and and especially with things like concept albums yeah and you're getting the whole story in like a rounded 
yeah kind of fashion yeah like, yeah it's so clever and just another kind of release for that artist in terms of their creativity it's brilliant well that's the thing because back in that that day again social media was definitely not a thing so <laughs> i think you know sadly it has to move with the times and now actually we can access um artists in different ways whether it be their twitter account instagram so it's sort of like it's not just about the music videos anymore it is kind of trying to create an experience across their whole sort of social media platforms as Mm. well so interesting cool so there you go i'm sure there's many other videos as we always say at the end of every (laughs) I'm sure there are many more examples of excellent videos and everyone's got their favourites. Please feel free to share them with us. Yeah, of course. Um, as always, you can contact us via our website, mm-hmm. um, which also has the link to all of our social media platforms. So that is pumpupthejampodcast.com. Yeah. And in there is all the links to our Spotify and our Apple Music playlists. Um big news yeah which i can't believe i haven't told anyone about yet all of the pump up the jam <laughs> podcast playlists are now 100 percent available on apple music yes people i've done it she did it finally so you know whether you listen on spotify or apple music you can now listen to all of the playlists that accompany every single episode yep every 32 episodes all mental 32 but also really exciting. So we sort of mentioned last month we've got a relaunch coming. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it only makes sense that the relaunch be next episode. Yeah. So, yeah, the next episode will be coming out on the 18th of September. Normally we don't announce that, really, no, do we? No. We just kind of check it out. Just check we it out. We do have a structure. Month. We do. We've got um, a diary and all sorts. But, yeah, we're going to kind of up our social media game. There'll be other things. The website's going to look a little bit different. So, you know, stay tuned. Any recommendations? (laughs) Let us know. Anything you want to see that you haven't seen so far? Yeah. Yeah. Just interact with us because we would love to. We would love that very much. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Another episode. Done. Done. Tick. And also, just a reminder that, again, the... All of these are on Spotify. Mm. Obviously, if you listen on Spotify, great. You already know <laughs> that it's there. <laughs> but if, you know, you're using Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud and you think, oh, I wish it was on Spotify, it you is. can now listen to the podcast on there. You can listen to it on there. Just go. You're welcome. Spotify. It happens. You are welcome. Well done. As always, thank you for listening. Love you. We appreciate you. Bye. Bye.